On the phone with me right now is Kara Southwood, and Kara is a mindfulness coach. Kara just came back from Harvard. She was, uh, um, well, I'll let her tell you all about it. Kara, thank you for, um, for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome, Judy. Thanks for inviting me. So tell us about Harvard. Well, it's quite a great place to get an education, of course. Um, But I was invited there because there was a course that was going to be run out of Harvard. Um, It's greatly appreciated at Harvard, and they've been doing an awful lot of work. Um, And I'll talk to you about that with neuroscience and testing, um, what this course in particular can do uh, with mindful meditation and in regards to... Um, fMRIs, brain chemistry, and if meditation actually can change the brain. And so a lot of exciting science has come out of Harvard. And there are two ladies, uh, Holly Rogers and Margaret Mayton, both psychologists that work out of Duke University, that created this um, Koru Center for Mindfulness a few years ago now, and they've been running this program that they've created um, to emerging adults out of Duke University, and they started to get some um, buzz from it, and so Harvard became incredibly interested in what it was that was happening in a way to help their own students, and so when I was at the course um, at Harvard, uh, there were six other people there, colleagues from Harvard, that as well were getting retrained in the course because they just believe in it so much there. So that's why it was run out of Harvard, because we were going to be taking a look at the science that had just come out in regards to studies that were done there. Um, and so the course itself is um, from the Center for Koru Mindfulness. And as I said, it, it, it originated from Duke University. So However, let me get this, sorry, Kara, let me get this right. It's Koru Mindfulness. How do you spell yes. that? K O R U Mindfulness. And it is a specialized program developed for emerging adults in higher education. And so the philosophy is essentially it's a really great opportunity when emerging adults are on post-secondary campuses to teach them, obviously, academics, but this is a wonderful life skill to teach them that essentially can help them navigate the rest of their lives. And it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to have an experience to be able to lead young adults into this type of a practice that can do so many wonderful things for them. And it's something that they can always come back to again and again. Um, there's no end with it in sight. However, it can reduce their anxiety and their depressive feelings at times. And it also can give them just a really great way to kind of be optimistic and positive and look at the life that they're living in a more mindful way, a more appreciative way. And so the whole idea of creating this program was to take that opportunity while they're there on campus in order to try and affect, you know, change within their lives in a positive way. So are they actually finding that uh, whether it's at Duke or whether it's at Harvard, Mm -hmm. are they actually finding that meditation does change the brain? If so, how does it change the brain? 
Yes. Um, the recent study that has come out of Harvard University um, was run by a group of neuroscientists there, but led by Sarah Lazar. Um, and so what they did was they took a group of students and they had their test subjects and everything else in place. Um, they actually ran these um, they ran this test a few times and study a few times with a couple of different ways of looking at it and um, they came out with the same results every time. So what they have found and what, is, what has been um, brought forth as evidence is that in fact the plasticity of the brain can change through meditation and um, they have found that the frontal cortex as well as the amygdala um, they, they change significantly after an eight-week mindfulness program. In fact, the amygdala um, shrinks, they found, after eight weeks of practice. And that area of the brain um, stimulates feelings of stress, worry, and fear. And so through uh, meditation practice and through attempting to look at their life in a more mindful way, they're actually able to shrink that within the brain. Incredible. I mean, amazing, amazing results. And, Incredible. Yeah. You know, and as I say, they, they, they went over that science um, in particular there quite, um, quite a bit. And as I, as I told you, they, they did their testing in multiple different ways on different cohorts, different groups. And this is what they came out with. And this is what they have found. Um, what we've also found... Let me just um, ask you, sorry, really quick. So how much meditation does somebody have to do in order to shrink the stress area of their brain? Ten minutes a day. That's it? Mm hmm This is what this group did using the Koru, um, using the Koru education program. Ten minutes a day. And did they see the results right away? Like, did they do an MRI right away and the stress they area? They did an fMRI at the very beginning mm -hmm. uh, or before. They did one during and they did one at the end. Um, and so I saw a study from midway through. And then I also saw pictures from the end. So I'm not exactly sure if there's any study that's been done yet to show immediate effect. However, when I was doing my master's, I did a study myself. Um, not using fMRIs, but um, just through perception and um, what the students were saying to me. And yes, within two weeks, because I only did a four-week mindful program with them and then studied, test the results. And they were telling me their perceptions within two weeks was improved, definitely. So two weeks. feeling of, that this helped, yes. Two weeks at 10 minutes a day. Yes. Okay, and does any time of the day, is, is it beneficial, like, you know, no. to do it in the morning or? Whatever works, whatever works within your schedule, whatever works for you. And essentially, if you don't get to it today, you try again the next day. It's not a program to beat yourself up and make yourself feel guilty because you didn't do that either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, it, it's just, you know, um, coming into a practice of acceptance and curiosity of the life around you. And through meditating, you're able to kind of get into that way of looking at things much, much easier. Meditating itself, if, if you look at your thoughts, which we all have all the time, constantly running is a human condition it's how we are wired it's the way it is but if you look at your thought process as a rushing river 
that's constantly rushing. And if you look at meditation as throwing a rope within the river and giving yourself a chance to pull yourself up onto the bank and then just watch the rushing going by, noticing it, taking a break from it, realizing that it's a river, it's just thoughts. It really doesn't have to attach to your emotionality at all. It's simply thoughts. That is almost like flexing a muscle within yourself. And the more you are able to practice meditating daily, the more you're able to get into that acceptance and that um, curiosity about life in general. And you can go through your day and have a much more open perspective about the way things really are without attaching your ego to it and without attaching your emotionality to everything. So in two minutes, uh, could you tell us, because there are a lot of people who say, I don't know how to meditate. So for yes. 10 minutes, should they envision themselves pulling themselves out of a river? Or what, what, what is the thing that they should do? Give us the meditation for dummies. <laughs> what they should do is begin to pay attention to their breath and how it's coming within their body coming in through their nostrils and beginning to focus on how their rib cage is opening, how the breath is coming into their lungs, and bringing the breath deep down into their belly area. They can almost think of their belly as being like a balloon, that they're filling up with breath and that they're releasing again with breath. And with each release that they take, they can just kind of think that they're relaxing their muscles even more releasing a little more and as their mind starts to wander and it will and as their thoughts begin to rush and they will just to bring their thought process bring themselves back into just focusing on that breath alone it's like flexing a muscle it's like using weights in the gym of course your mind is going to travel but you just bring yourself back to center back to focus focus on the breath I'm on the phone right now with mindfulness coach Kara Southwood, and you heard it right. She was at Harvard recently as they're bringing this mindfulness course to Harvard, and uh, Kara was one of the uh, one of the the experts there. If you would like to reach Kara, here's her email address: zenlife285 at gmail.com. Again, that's zenlife. 285 at gmail.com. Kara Southwood, thanks for speaking to me. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me.